Hey. No. I want to do that more. <laughs> I'm starting that over. I don't like the way I said hey. Too aggressive? Too aggressive. I feel like it should be more, hey. Can we talk about this? Welcome to the show about the unimportant topics with extremely important implications. We're here to talk about the things we know you're thinking about. Hello, Aileen. Hi, Ben. How are you? I'm great. You know what? Well, we got to catch up first, but that's we're going to talk about that today. That specific interaction that we just had, mm-hmm. we need to dive into. Um, yes. But you're doing great, which is good to hear. I'm doing great. You wanted to tell me something. I actually, I actually paused. I stopped you from talking earlier because I figured, you know, this might be something that we should talk about on the podcast. Just briefly yes. catching up. Unrelated to the topic Unrelated. for today. But this came up. We had thought about maybe doing an individual podcast on this, but I think mm. that it can just, we can talk about it right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to chat about mispronouncing names. Yes. Aileen. Um, be- and how to like go about telling people when they've mispronounced your name. Because I have a name that people get wrong a lot, which is understandable because not like a lot of people have that name. Right. Like, m- most people have the name Eileen, and my name is Aileen. And something that I've struggled with over the past 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> Since you were born. <laughs> is how to tell people when they mispronounce my name. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to do it in a mean-spirited way or make someone feel bad. Right. But I haven't found, like, a really good way to do it because it's always awkward. Right. Because I just, like, Well, because it'll be like, oh, hey, Elaine, or, like, hey, Eileen. Yeah. And, like, once they've done it a few times. Oh, it's Eileen, but hey. (laughs) Because the reason I thought about this is because it happened to me yesterday, and I felt like I said it in a sassy way mm. that maybe I shouldn't have. Like, like I was it's like, Aileen. oh yeah, like um, my name's not Eileen, it's Aileen. Ooh, nice. <laughs> because I was trying to make more of a joke out of it because I didn't want to be so. Yeah, was it the first direct. time that person has called you? Like, because I feel like once it gets to someone says like Eileen three times mm-hmm. it's like you can't even correct them at that point because right. you've accepted that they're calling you that and then that would be even weirder if you hadn't corrected them yeah the whole time. i've been a few times yeah, so. yeah. right that, like what do you do that now does make it weirder like you've been saying it wrong the whole time but yeah. i just haven't i guess you should tell people after the first time they've said it wrong yeah i think that people for the most part like to be corrected and know like that's what i like yeah. I appreciate when someone tells me that I'm pronouncing their name wrong because yeah. then I can say it correctly from there on out. Right, and that's their it's their name. Yeah. Like Elaine, Eileen, like that's just not your name. Yeah. And it's I, spelled A-I-L, so. Yeah. I also think the reason I started correcting people is because others were giving me feedback that I need to be more assertive about mm-hmm. it. Because there's been situations where people have called me Eileen for like months and then someone else finally tells like them. me yeah. sometimes i do i love because i know that it's awkward so i feel like it'd be better if it some, comes from someone else if yeah. i'm ever around you and someone says your name incorrectly i fairly i do a fairly good job well not good job i say it's actually pronounced alien yeah <laughs> and just say it matter-of-factly <laughs> and uh, the times that it's happened people are like oh i'm so, like right. alien. i didn't never knew that or whatever yeah. and then they'll probably you know call you alien but it's all yeah I don't I don't have that problem so I can't even really like relate but I 
I feel like you should just say, ah, if it's the first time, it's like, oh, like, nice, yeah, it's Aileen, like, it's nice to meet you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if it's, if, if you've known this person for, like, a <laughs> month or more, yeah, that's tricky. Yeah, my mom still calls me Eileen. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. I need to let her know. Well. Names in themselves are uh, a we whole should, other thing. We might need to dovetail that conversation because names are really weird. Because someone else just gives it to you and then you have it for your whole life. Yeah. Although some people change them, you know? Yeah. Do you like your name? I love my name. Nice. I was supposed to be Spencer. Oh. And not supposed to be, but that was an alternative name. Yeah. And uh, I'm happy that I wasn't. <laughs> um, I like Ben. Benjamin. Benjamin. Um, I used to be a Benjamin when I was a kid because it made me sound oh. more mature and older. Mm-hmm. But then we had to write our names down a lot on homework assignments and then mm-hmm. I just got too lazy <laughs> and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore this and I'm going to go long. back to Ben. Yeah, literally. Um, but I like my name. But it's it's common, but not really. Mm. There's not a ton of Bens in your life, right? Mm. Like, I know 14 aliens, so... <laughs> um, I... Yeah, I don't have... I know Bens, but... You know Bens. Not, like, close like people. Like Matt's. I know, I feel like I know Matt's. Matt's, yeah. like... Matt's, Michael's. Yeah. So, I don't know, but it's nice. We should talk about that. We yeah. should. Because why are we all just named, like, Zor, but, like, weird names that yeah. no one else has? So, yeah. truly individual. Um, but does that make you, when people get your name wrong, does that make you unhappy? (laughs) (laughs) Nice segue. If you see where I'm going Um, with this, hence the title. It doesn't make me unhappy. Mm. It does. Like, I don't, I genuinely, like, don't really care that much. Yeah. It's just, like, I don't want to make that person feel bad once they realize that that's not my name, that they've been calling me that for so long. Something my dad and I had recently discussed was using the, if you're meeting someone for the first time. Mm Mm-hmm saying they introduce themselves and then like what do you prefer to be called Mm -hmm. because like some people might introduce themselves as like ben like benjamin or like they'll see your name and they'll go hey benjamin and then it's like but i don't really like to be called that right so asking someone that question is like a nice little opener nice as like what do you prefer to be called because again it's like then it helps avoid that you call them something that they don't really introduce themselves as or like don't like and there are people who like to go by the um, longer version of their name, yeah. not like the nickname, right. like Alexandra or Jessica. Like if that's your name and you don't want to be Alex or yeah. Jess, like you should just go by what you want. Yeah, and speak up about it. Although yeah. it's tough and it's like awkward, but it's your name. Yeah, it's all. It's all that you have. It's all you, you got. Know? When you're when you're under the in the grave, <laughs> you just got yourself and your name. Just your name. That's uh, you yeah. know what? Wow, dark. That is weird. Dark. Okay, uh, well, let's talk today about the, the, <laughs> something the that's topic. Not dark. Something that's not dark, and in fact, quite the opposite of dark. Um, but we're talking about happiness today. Yeah. Um, this came about, I feel like there was an instance just recently mm-hmm. that made you bring this up to the top of the list yeah. of what we wanted to talk about. Well, yeah, I just kind of told you that I've been thinking about it a lot right. in terms of what how you can lead a life that leads to more happiness Mm -hmm. and being more purposeful in how you live yeah to get to more happiness and the types of things that i've been thinking about that i try to apply to my own life to 
hopefully be happier. Yeah. I, it's funny, before this, I was looking at, um, I used to write, I used to have like a, that blog that I would write for, or and I would write on my own for a while. And I had a bunch of posts that I have since like made private, but they were about happiness. So I was reading over like what I had said a couple years ago about mm-hmm. what I try to do and if it's still true. A lot of it was. Um, but it got me thinking first and foremost about happiness is like kind of intangible. Like what is, what makes you happy mm-hmm. or what is broadly like happiness in mm-hmm. your opinion? Like How would it, I define it? Yeah. Like when, when are you, when do you feel like you're happy? Is it like when work's going really, is it a combination of a bunch of things? I don't know. It's like, I'm trying to grasp more of, um, how you define like what makes you happy. Uh, well, it's definitely a combination of things. I feel like it's hard to define because you're always in the pursuit of it. Mm. Like it's not something that you're just going to achieve one day and then once you figure out what happiness is you're always going to have it yeah this like nirvana of like yeah um but yeah yeah, i i don't know do you have a definition for happiness no i've actually recently been thinking about not even yet because of this as well but um a lot about what like makes me happy or the components Mm -hmm. of my life that need to be going a certain way or not going a certain way and then having like a drastic effect on my mood. Because mm-hmm. um, I typically tell, I, I would consider myself a positive person, mm-hmm. but positivity and happiness in my opinion, like aren't the same also. Mm-hmm. So like I could put on a very like positive chipper attitude, but then I'm like, well, I've been really stressed. Or when I'm like now home or like before bed, my mind starts racing and I'm like, oh, like I'm kind of stressed and I'm like not the happiest. Yeah. Um, for me, it's a combination of first, it's <laughs> sleep. Mm-hmm. I am much happier and like I'm happy when I get a good night's sleep. Um, and then it's also like pro- I feel productive in a day. I whether or not I've been like exercising and then the social interactions I have, I feel like are the big like components for me of like, if I check most of those boxes, it's like, oh, I'm like in a good mood. I'm feeling happy. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of different things that contribute to it. I feel the same. I feel like those are um, the same for me. And then I'd also add on how many times I've like shown gratitude throughout a Mm. day or how much I've been kind to other people and treated other people. Because when Mm -hmm. I have days where I'm like, oh, I didn't really, I don't really like how I said that to someone. (laughs) Yeah. Or I didn't really like that interaction I had with someone. Those are the days where I feel like I'm more sad because I'm reflecting a lot and like overthinking everything that happened. Like, oh, I feel like that didn't go well it didn't leave them in a good right mood because i'm like contributing to someone else's unhappiness you so you are you saying when you when you're unhappy you feel like it bleeds out into how you interact with other people or no okay. i'm saying that if i have a negative interaction with someone else oh that i feel like i did something wrong to lead to like their unhappiness or Mm. their suffering then that in turn like makes me unhappy yeah it's just like dangerously (laughs) slippery like yeah 
Yeah, that's true. I definitely think gra- gratitude is a great word. I feel like I don't use that enough or exhibit that enough. But like the whole concept of grateful and being mm-hmm. grateful really does contribute to like happiness. Just like appreciating everything mm-hmm. and not being overly cliche of like, I love life. And like yeah. it's always roses and rainbows. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that we're fed a very wrong narrative from a young age that happiness is something that you're gonna attain one day as opposed to it being more of a process yeah because you're gonna have bad days and you're gonna have days where you're sad and that you don't find much happiness in your day but when you're always trying to get to it and think about how can I change myself so that I am having happier days? I feel like that's a better way to look at it than just saying, like, when I get X, Y, Z, like, I'm going to be happy. Right, the checkbox of, like, my definition. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think when you're younger, you think, oh, like, one day I'm going to get married, and I'm going to have a family, and, like, that's when I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) Right, like, yeah, it's like a goal. Yeah, like, once I fall in love, I'm going to be happy, like, yeah. that I'm going to be happy forever. And that's the wrong way to think about it because achieving that isn't, like, the ultimate right. goal. Right. It should be and more of a process. Yeah, well, it's always, like, looking out, too, into the future mm-hmm. versus also, I think, a component for me is just, like, allowing myself to be extremely present yeah. Because a lot of my unhappiness is attributed to thinking about not literally what's going on right now. It's either thinking about things in the past or thinking about things in the future. Mm-hmm. So it's weird because it's a super like, I am most happy when I'm not thinking about what hasn't happened yet or has already happened. Um, because then you could just like, you pro- I project and then it's like, oh, later today I'm super stressed about what's going on. And then I'm like unhappy throughout the day mm-hmm. because I'm just thinking and fixating on something that like I'm making up in my mind or getting yeah. carried away with. Um, yeah, I do feel like when, like say you have an event coming up with your friends and you think like, oh my God, that's going to be like so fun, mm. like going out. And a lot of times those things that you're planning for are not as fun as the ones that are just more spontaneous. Yeah. Like you're not expecting to go out one night and then all of a sudden you're like out with your friends and it's more fun because it just like happened organically yeah um, our 2 a.m night on thursday a couple weeks ago yeah. was a good example of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you like don't expect to go out or whatever it is yeah. like you're not expecting to have so much fun versus like planning planning for fun, Forced fun yeah like because like, then it can be a disappointment when yeah. you get there and it's not as great as you thought it was going to be. Tangentially, I think about that a lot when it comes to holidays like New Year's and like St. Patrick's Day and things like that, where it's just like, it's a day and you spend so much time planning, what are you going to do, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like, I feel like it's always a letdown. Yeah. Um, And I always like, I'm unhappy during it. Right. I know. Um, I haven't had like a really good, great New Year's in a long time. Like, it's always fine. Yeah. But it's never what you want it to be. Yeah. I feel like the only New Year's that was amazing was um, my sister got married on New Year's Oh, Eve, right. And that was really cool. Yeah. Because it's like a countdown for the New Year, but like also because it's like you're married. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. I like what you said um, just a couple minutes ago, though, about we're, we're, we feel like happiness is something that you need to achieve or that is a destination mm-hmm. versus the, like, path. Because, I like, recently, I also don't think that people are okay or taught to be okay, to your point, like, of being unhappy. Mm-hmm. So when we started this podcast off, I started to laugh because I asked how you are. And the natural response. Now, there's, there are practical reasons for doing this as well. But like, hey, how are you? I'm great. I'm mm-hmm. good. How are you? That's, the, that's what you say 90% of the time because it seems more troublesome or it seems like a burden or it would seem weird to say anything otherwise. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before. Like saying, oh, you know what? Like it's not, it hasn't been a great, like, <laughs> you know, like, but it's weird yeah. because you're not going to like pour out your soul to this person who's just asking how your day is. Right. But you're telling yourself or you're telling other people that like, oh, I'm good and pretending for that split second. But like, because you feel like you have to, mm-hmm. you have to be happy or you have to be okay. But you should also, I feel like, allow yourself to feel those other things. Yeah. It's just like an unfortunate filler greeting yeah. that I'm not very happy that that's yeah. how Americans interact with each other like that we feel the need to not just say hi or hello that we also add in this weird question so loaded of, it's like literally the you? most loaded like do you really want me to go back to 10 years ago when yeah. like yeah I'd love to know the origin of how that all started happening like why why is that just like our go-to yeah. question that we ask people? But yeah, it would be funny if all of a sudden someone was like, you know what? I'm not doing well. Like, yeah. here's why. Because that would most be refreshing. Of the, it would be refreshing, but I think most of the times when you ask someone that, you're not really <laughs> looking for their answer. Yeah. Well, so if someone did that to me, and I, it would be refreshing, but if it was someone that I didn't really want to talk to, yeah. and they were all of a sudden unloading something on me, I probably wouldn't really appreciate it. Well, yeah, and that goes back to the point of why that question as well, because you are opening yourself up in some regard to that conversation versus mm-hmm. saying like, hey, it's always like you feel like you need to say more and like, oh, how are you? Yeah. Maybe that would be, that would be a goal of mine instead of just saying the same, hi, how are you? Maybe be, maybe trying to flip that to say like, oh, hey, like, hi, tell me something about your day or like just something a little bit more mm-hmm. pointed that's not just like hey how are you sometimes yeah. you don't even respond to like oh like, it's almost yeah. rhetorical at this point i, I probably still wouldn't ask someone <laughs> i know i know i'm just trying to think because it, it is but it, that's the thing though i think about that a lot because if there's a day where i'm really like not happy or it's not a good day and someone's just like hey how are you it's like good you know because good you have to feel like yeah, right. But you just because you feel like you have to be happy. And mm-hmm. I, I've lately just uh, over the past couple weeks have been re-examining my entire life because I feel like I've been really stressed recently and not unhappy, but I feel like everything in my head is being taken out on other people. Like I am not expressing myself to other people the way I want to mm-hmm. and I'm let, like I'm letting my emotions bleed into like I'll just kind of be short with people or like be kind of nasty yeah um 
just because I like don't feel like I can't like what's the point of being like chipper yeah even though I'm not like unhappy it's just I don't know how to describe it but I've been thinking a lot about that and like just needing to change my perspective on situations so that I'm not then having that carry over to be like rude to people Mm -hmm. I'm not screaming at anybody but it's like I'm not I'm not projecting the best self of mine because I'm a little bit like unhappy or stressed yeah I think it's hard too because we're both people who for the most part I think people other people interpret us as like happy Mm. positive people Mm -hmm. and that can be kind of a burden sometimes because it's more noticeable when you're not happy like that's happened to me sometimes where if I'm having an interaction with someone and I don't seem as positive um, I'm not don't have as much like enthusiasm in my voice they like ask me what's wrong. Yeah, which sucks. <laughs> yeah, that was the origin. That was the origin of this episode like two years ago. I'm, I remember us talking about that. Of, yeah, like, the burden of being a happy, positive person in a yeah. workplace. Someone um, that I follow on Instagram recently actually described it as like golden retriever face. Oh, <laughs> which I thought was really clever. Do like tell. that, or just that. Um, just like describing someone as mm. like they always have like a happy yeah. face yeah, and yeah. they always are like smiling. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting like parallel. Yeah, it. it I my every every couple days my parents will. I'll just I'll be short with them at a time. It's like I, they catch me in the morning and I'm like not in a great mood and. They're like, oh, hey. I'm just like, hey. You know, and they'll, yeah. they'll immediately ask, is everything okay? And yeah. then that makes it worse because I'm like, I'm fine. It's just yeah. not right now. Like, right. Don't need to always talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's also weird, though, too, because I've been reading um, this book uh, called 12 Rules for Life. And it's just about, it's kind of like a self-improvement sort of motivational book. But um, the first chapter is standing up straight with your shoulders back Mm -hmm. and how um like it compares it to lobsters and there's like a there's a a chemical in lobsters it's serotonin we also have serotonin but um in our bodies but how certain chemicals in lobsters um that they get released like impact how they're ranked in their like societal structure of these lobsters of like if you're a dominant lobster you'll have more levels of serotonin you'll kind of like change though change their posture they like carry themselves and like fight and hunt Mm -hmm. differently um but at the end of the day it's like the same for us where if we have a lot of like happiness and all these chemicals are being released in our bodies we're like smiling more we're chipper and then when we're not we like are kind of hunched and like we slouch Mm -hmm. and put this face on that's very noticeable to some people of like everything isn't okay um but it's gotten me thinking a lot about how happiness too can also just be it's like so chemical which is weird and blows yeah. my mind like you can almost control it but like you kind of can't do yeah it. there's parts that are in your control and out of your control because there's a certain part of it that that is chemically and yeah. it's like what's going on in your brain um which is i was thinking about like with my own anxiety mm-hmm. um because I, I'm like a huge hypochondriac. That's like where most of my anxiety lies. And I'm always worried that I have some disease or illness. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I like in, in those periods of time where my head is like always thinking about like, oh, what do I have? Like, oh, I just read it. Like I heard about this on the news. Um, like a few weeks ago, I had like a bug bite on my face and I 
decided that I had gotten bitten by like a kissing bug, which carries this like disease (laughs) that can cause heart failure and it like doesn't show up until years after Mm. um, you get bit. So you like have no idea if you actually had it. So I convinced myself, okay, like in 10 years, like I'm going to go into heart failure and it's just like is overwhelming because your brain just keeps like thinking about it and thinking about it. And it's really hard to stop thinking about it and to not convince yourself that, that you have it. That is the worst case. Yeah. Because yeah. you're always thinking like worst case scenario. And that's something that's just because of the chemicals in my brain, I'm more prone to have anxiety and like have these thoughts. And that's not really in my control. Like yeah. there's things that you can do, um, like go to a therapist or go get medicine. Um or just kind of like I'll write things down or I'll only give myself a certain amount of time to think about, think it. about it. Yeah. Um, so there are like some little things that you can control with anxiety, but there's still like a lot that. Yeah, that's all left up. what you're born with. So it's interesting because it's completely true. And it's even even those little things that you are doing, like writing, like only giving yourself a certain amount of time or writing it down to get it out of your head. Mm-hmm. Or like what I was saying before about this but like, just like forcing yourself to carry a better posture and sitting up straight naturally releases certain hormones and chemicals in your body because you're kind of tricking yourself or giving yourself like constraints Mm -hmm. to be unhappy versus being happy or like so it's weird because it is like you're predisposed to all these different like behaviors and thoughts yeah um but i i have always said for a while that happiness is a choice but it's mm-hmm. like it's there's so many caveats to that mm-hmm. that it's not a choice. But they're like I just feel like when you're you can you know when you're in that mood or you know and anxiety is much different, but like when you're unhappy, then you could you can recognize it and then take actionable steps to like change that. Yeah. But at the same time you're still like your brain is so much more powerful than like your will. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It'll it'll still be like, no, this isn't working, or like I know what you're trying to do. Yeah and you're still on like not happy and it's also not good to fake happiness yeah i think maybe a better way to say it isn't like happiness is a choice but there's choices you can make to lead to more happiness yeah because like going back to what you said about um getting enough sleep and exercising and the social interactions you can have like you can set yourself up week by week to say like okay this is what time i want to go to bed every Mm -hmm. night um, these are the days that I'm going to exercise. I'm hanging out with so-and-so on Wednesday and doing this on Friday. And you can make those choices to lead to more happiness, but understanding that sometimes like things get in the way. Like yeah. You might <laughs> not get the night of sleep that you wanted to, and that's okay. Or you might not exercise like as many days a week that you want to but that's okay and that's something I have to do all the time because I'm so hard on myself about like I said I was gonna like go to bed at yeah. 11 tonight and I didn't I'm going or, through that right now yeah or like I said I was gonna run after work today and I didn't because this other thing came up and I think part of happiness too is not being so hard on yourself in those situations and understanding that you can like set yourself up 
but no matter what yeah no matter what there's gonna be yeah. things that come up i'm a i'm such a planner too and a i want to be extremely organized so you hit the nail on the head because the second that that falls apart where a plan has to alter i get very upset and mm-hmm. very very unhappy because I wanted to do X, Y, and Z. And I think that's actually the exact identification of what I'm going through now because there's so much going on that I try to set myself up to have that structure of I need to do all this stuff and then that mark of completion will be a reward. And that's good, right? Mm -hmm. Like rewarding yourself and trying to like, you know, do have a to-do list. But the second that then goes and falls by the wayside or something gets in the way, I immediately get upset about it. Yeah. And it's tough because you want to be scheduled and organized but you need to like you can't schedule spontaneity right but you have to yeah so how do you do that like yeah this happened a few weeks ago when we were trying to do karaoke with people in the office (laughs) and i got so upset and i just like need to work on that because we had there was like a group of 10 of us or something we're supposed to go on some thursday um (laughs) and we had it scheduled out for like a month and then the day of, there were just people that couldn't make it. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. Like, it's fine that they said they couldn't make it. But I am immediately like, we have this scheduled for so long. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, how did people, like, not make time for it? And then it's hard to reschedule things. Um, but that's just because I... Yeah, me too. Like, am such a planner that I get very frustrated when the plans don't work out because I've set my week up a certain way and then when something doesn't happen it's like well what am I gonna do tonight now right and that's what (laughs) you know it's so hard because I I sit here and I think I felt the exact same way as you did so I totally understand it but then I always have this like angel and devil on my shoulder and the devil I guess it's the devil is telling me like (laughs) suck it up who cares like get over it yeah but it's easier said than then being like oh okay you know what like plans didn't happen Mm -hmm. I actually had something that else that came up that I turned away from doing because we had these plans and now I could have done that but it's too late like but c'est la vie things are cool like it's so hard for me to tell myself that and then Mm -hmm. actually believe that yeah um and i don't you know it'd be great to kind of talk about or explore just that 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 act of doing that of saying okay it's okay and then actually meaning it Mm -hmm. they're two very different things yeah i think it's just practice like once you tell yourself something enough times you actually start to believe it yeah or maybe not we'll see (laughs) (laughs) um i uh kind of dovetails i actually i've tried to in situations like this and i have said this before not on the show but um people always say the quote of like you know silver lining in every cloud Mm -hmm. and like that is total bullshit right in my opinion like there's not always a good thing like plans got canceled or a bad thing happened so you need to look at the silver lining and what's the positive of it and then be happy even though it was like a tragic or very sad event yeah and like for me it's more about telling myself those things and like creating the silver lining Mm -hmm. because there aren't always silver linings present in those types of situations or in like unhappy situations it's like why do i need to be happy when some crazy bad thing or very unhappy thing happened yeah and you don't 
but then you kind of just have to be like, well, okay, like, what do you make of it then? Mm -hmm. And that's the silver lining. Yeah. No, sometimes things just suck. Like, yeah. Like you, <laughs> and when people try to find something happy about it, it's actually very frustrating. Yeah. Because it's like, no, this just Yeah, this, this sucks. sucks. And it's fine. It happened. Yeah. And we're going to get through it. But, like, let this be sad. Yeah. Let this be unhappy for, yeah. for now. And that's not, that's exactly, that's not the culture or the norm. You've mm-hmm. got to spin things to be positive. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you don't. And that's probably better off. Yeah. It's better just to try to figure out what's next and how you can maybe grow from the situation yeah. and have happiness in the future. Yeah. I um <laughs> commuting makes me very unhappy. Mm-hmm. And um I've tried so so hard to change my outlook. Outlook is a huge component of all of this. <laughs> yeah. But of like commuting. And, like, from the moment I walk down the stairs in the morning, because, like, I, I wake up most most mornings I say I'll wake up and I'm unhappy because I probably didn't get enough sleep. Or, A, just that the fact that I have to wake up in general and, like, you have to go to work and blah, blah, blah. So I'm, like, trying to trick myself every day of, like, when I walk down the stairs, I'll, like, do it with a smile. I'll get on the commute. I'll get on the really crowded train. People all over the place are, like, unhappy. I'm, like, it's 8 in the morning. How are we already angry? Mm-hmm. Or, like, Fridays at 5 p.m., people are, like, pissy and it's like it's the weekend like be happy yeah but I, I it's toxic and i'll get so unhappy in the mornings and i'm trying to like actively every day just like take some deep breaths read a book that i like mm-hmm. and because this the way you start your day too i feel like has a big impact for me on how that carries over the whole yeah. rest of the day i agree i mean morning commutes are probably like the epicenter of unhappiness <laughs> <Yeah>. everywhere <laughs> yeah. like no matter where you are whether you're driving to work or you're taking public trans transportation but I feel that way. I feel like I do try and control what I'm doing on the subway as much as possible. Like, I try to move for other people. Mm-hmm. I try to take my backpack or bag off to make more room for other people. to. So hopefully they'll have a better experience. Um, but I do get very frustrated when other people aren't making the experience good yeah. for others. Yeah. Like, playing their music too loud where everyone hears it. Or um, not making enough room in the seats to, like, let other people sit. Like, if there's clearly room for, like, three people and only, like, two people are sitting there but they're taking up a lot of space. Um, That does make me unhappy because it's, like, you could be... You could be doing better. Yeah, you could be doing (laughs) better. You could be be helping out. You're affecting other people's happiness. Yeah. Whether you care or like it or not. Yeah. Like... Nap contributes to the entire air of that subway car. Yeah. So. Because the reality is, like, no one likes being in a crowded subway car. Yeah. Like, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, let's all be unhappy together and yeah. try to make it better as yeah. a group. So, might as well try to help yeah. each other out. People don't think about that at no, all. No, they don't. <laughs> um, it also reminds me of, so, so, an actress I really like is Kristen Bell, and I've heard her on, like, other podcasts talk about, like, her philosophy on happiness and she talks a lot about happiness versus suffering Mm. and how when she makes decisions in life she thinks a lot about is this like causing suffering to someone else Mm. um which the commute is like a lower level of that (laughs) like (laughs) i wouldn't say people are really like suffering in their commute but little things like making changes like taking off your backpack or giving someone enough room to sit 
is contributing to 100%. them like suffering less. Um, so I just I like that outlook of yeah. ways to like make decisions if you're like unsure of something or not sure how to v- approach something. Yeah, I mean it's very um, selflessly focused. Like mm-hmm. it's because it's telling people, and I think it's the right thing. But like, don't think about it from your perspective. Think about it from the person standing next to you's perspective. Yeah, and not everybody does that. So then it always becomes a you butt heads mm-hmm. um, because you'll feel guilt or you'll feel bad because you're like, oh, I feel like I'm in the way. Let me move. And then other people just like completely doesn't even cross their minds. Yeah. So then there's that weird, like, there's that weird battle between those two types of people. Mm-hmm. And then it makes both of you unhappy. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know if you had a topic to jump off of, but I just find it funny as a quick aside. I reflect a lot on the holiday spirit mm. because it's, isn't it weird does, do you find this weird that like around the holidays, the Christmas time, you know, all the ho- winter breaks and holidays that like everybody's, the fact that we call it holiday spirit, like everybody's a little happier. Yeah. Everybody's a little like chipper, supposedly. nicer. <laughs> right. Supposedly like nicer to other people, like all thinking about everybody else or like just spirits are lifted and like why isn't that all the time? Mm-hmm. And like, wow, could you imagine if the holiday spirit lasted all year round Mm -hmm. because it always is just such a nicer nicer air like happy music is playing on the radios yeah people like get excited and decorate and dress up and like now you shouldn't always i feel like have that pomp and circumstance but like the holiday spirit is real and you can feel it differently in yourself and in the air and like man just keep that going Mm -hmm. you know well yeah i have a few things to say one i think the spirit of giving to others is something that i'd like to see Mm. more throughout the year because the holidays are such a gift-giving time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, like, makes me feel good. That's something that makes me feel happy is giving to others and, like, thinking of thoughtful gifts. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting with the holiday spirit because you're also kind of forced to <laughs> feel like you should be happy. Fair. And for a lot of people, the holidays are actually, like, the saddest mm. and most depressing time of year. <laughs> um which is unfortunate, but yeah, I don't like the feeling of being forced to feel happy just because it's like a certain time True. of year. True. I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> so this is good, Amy. This is good. But the music is nice. The music is nice. It kind of it's also like when you're a kid, Christmas is so exciting because you're like looking forward to Santa and like getting presents and it is like a sad reality that just slowly as you get older that gets less and less so yeah like there's yeah yeah. it gets less exciting like I remember one of the first years that I like didn't believe in Santa anymore so this is like last year Mm -hmm. um (laughs) well yeah he still exists you don't have to believe in him but he's real so uh, I was so disappointed because I was like, oh, now, yeah. now it's just like waking up on Christmas morning in <laughs> presents and there's no... Now it's just like waking up in the morning. There's not as much joy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but speaking of holiday music, I was thinking about, I was listening to a playlist on Spotify this morning because they have the playlist by Mood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and they have like a bunch of happiness playlists mm-hmm. like they have like happy hits like mood boosters yeah like yeah, yeah happy mood boosters 
And it was fun to see, like, what songs came up and to think about what songs, like, do make me happy. Yeah. Um, like, this, like, even Thank You Next came up, which uh, is, like, a, I, like, that song makes me happy. Yeah. Um, and there was a song, uh, Home by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Okay. I don't know if I know that one. Uh, the one that's like Alabama, Arkansas. I do love my mom and pa. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't help at all, unfortunately. <laughs> but I'll listen but to it. But that song makes me happy. Um, also, the song "Put Your Records On" by uh, Corinne Bailey yeah, Ray. Classic happy song. That's a classic happy song. But yeah, it made me think about how music can oh, really yeah. improve our mood. Oh yeah. That's talk about like dopamine, serotonin, endorphin releases, like a really good song. Yeah. For me, that's one of the biggest, not contributors to happiness, but like a way that I could like, oh, like boost my mood. Yeah. Um, although I have play, I have playlists on my phone that I've created that there, I have a playlist called happiness is a choice. Mm-hmm. Life is for living. Um, <laughs> I have, but then those are also countered by like guaranteed to make you cry. Ooh, yeah. All the feels. Um like I have the I so if I'm unhappy, I'll put on my like crying playlist, yeah. but it makes it so much worse, but like I yeah. sometimes just want to wallow in that and like the music enforces my mood. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh shit, like I need to turn it around and I'll put on right. something happy, but then it's just like you don't enjoy the song as much when you're already not feeling the emotion of the song. Yeah. Sometimes when you're sad you just wanna be sad. It's like, yeah. <laughs> put put on some Coldplay and like just let's let's be sad for a moment. Yeah. Um I love music though in that regard. Like in the morning, playing music in the shower, like I started doing this actually over the past couple of weeks of um making sure that I play music that's happier in the morning. Because sometimes I'll play sad music if I'm in a bad mood or I wake up and I'm like tired, and then it that that pushes me into the day mm-hmm. versus just putting on some like lighter tunes while I'm in the shower and just start to get like grooving, you know? Yeah, get grooving. Because how I really do feel like how you set your day up uh, from the start, even from the night before, like completely just day to day happiness. Yeah, can be easily impacted. Yeah. Overall, if you say like, "Are you happy? Are you, Aileen? Are you like a happy person?" Like that's different. <laughs> um, yeah, like every morning I uh, make my own coffee, mm. and I feel like on the mornings that I don't do that, I don't feel like as much happiness, just because it's like a simple thing yeah. in the morning that I do. Um, yeah, that's like within my control. Right. Like, it's not even drinking it as much. It's just, like, the act of... The ritual, of, like, yeah, yeah. doing it, like, having a ritual. Um, and then, like, trying to drink some of it in the morning, like, before I leave for work, but... Yeah, I, I feel like we should... I feel like we should make a set a task or a goal. Although everything we've been talking about today is about how you can control some things and you can't control mm-hmm. other things. But, like, I want to set an intention or something for myself... Because I have been feeling a lot of this stuff about, like, it's exuding into my life. And, like, sometimes when I'm unhappy, it's like I'm taking it out on others. Mm-hmm. And I want to give myself something to 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 stop that. But I'll think about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I have a few studies Ooh. that I wanted to share. Yeah. That I thought were interesting about happiness. It's been studied for a long time. Um so there's one study. This was from Harvard. Mm. Not sure if you ever heard of it. Yeah, I went there. So oh, 
Got it. I got a full <laughs> ride to Harvard. <laughs> um, so this study followed 724 men. Not sure why it was only men. Because um, we're the only ones that need to be happy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, from the time they were teenagers. Whoa. Into old age. And they talked to them about the traits that they thought led to more happiness. And these were the traits that they listed. Ooh. Um, letting go. Staying connected, so like having relationships with family and friends, getting involved, revisiting your childhood, hmm. um, buying time, not things, exercise, and then joining support groups when bad things happen mm. to you. Um, I really liked the buying time, not things. Yeah. Because that's definitely something that I think a lot of people learn as they get older that if you can, like, buy tickets to something or go on a trip like those experiences yeah those experiences tend to lead to more happiness than just going on like a shopping spree which can be fun sometimes but temporary retail therapy yeah like you're spending all this money on clothes or makeup or whatever it is um and maybe that does bring some people a lot of happiness but i feel like for me usually when i do those things it's really only for like a day and then the next year there might be clothes that I haven't even worn yet right right like experiences create memories to look back on sometimes they don't always go as planned and they're like not happy memories but the things are more just like a temporary little excitement yeah not like a memory that you can always have yeah but that's interesting okay but yeah I would agree like you said earlier exercise that's like a huge one for me yeah letting go is really profound Mm -hmm. um and also something that I have struggle, I struggle with a ton of like, mm-hmm. no, like everything we've just discussed of like just being okay with bad things that happen and not fixating and thinking about it at night in bed, like over and over again in my mind. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, it happened. Yeah. You have to forgive people because mm-hmm. you want to get forgiven too. Be forgiven. I'll never forgive you for what you did, but it's okay. We'll move I on. I understand. <laughs> we'll move on eventually. Um, yeah. Getting involved, I think. I always feel like I should be volunteering more because every time I do, mm. not even just like volunteering, but like helping people, right? Um, helping your friends when they ask for help. Like I think doing those things and again, contributing to someone else's happiness and making them feel like they're connected to someone is important. Um, and every time, because we do those uh, mobile market sometimes with City Harvest mm-hmm. where we give out food to people in need who, um, you know, might not have that food otherwise. Like, that always makes me feel happy and gives me a lot of self-esteem for helping others. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, getting involved. I like this list. Yeah. Go Harvard. <laughs> Shout out to Harvard. Shout out to your alma mater. <laughs> What other things that did you have? As you have some studies that you other studies here. Yeah. Anything interesting? Um, there's another one from Harvard, and it was just talking about uh, money and happiness. Yeah, they must sound like a good institution, this Harvard. I don't They've know. A lot of studies. Yeah. Um, but they said that there is a correlation between being happy and income when your basic needs aren't met. So when you're not like making enough money to oh. like feed your family. Um, then yeah, like that's gonna You're really happy. Be like <laughs> Yeah. That's gonna be like a big thing to your happiness. Yeah. But 
after that, I think there's even like they've studied there's like a certain amount of money like yeah a you're certain t- salary mm-hmm. that you make that beyond that's just that, marginal like yeah um and i definitely feel like that it's definitely true yeah because once you get past all the basic things that you need to do like putting food on the table right. and like sending your, your kids to college yeah. and paying your bills outside of that it's like pretty marginal because once you're doing all the things that you enjoy Right, and like have a little bit of room for those experiences. It's like, yeah. 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 Um, happiness is correlated to how much gratitude you show. Um, three expressions a day can lead to a bump in your happiness. So telling other people that you're yeah. like thankful for them or thank you for doing that. It's the big G word. The big G word. Maybe that's something that I should be doing this week. Gratitude. You, ex- expressing and exhibiting gratitude more. Yeah. I like that. And, oh, I loved this. Surrounding yourself with positive, happy people. Mm, unlike myself. Unlike yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that made me think of just evaluating friendships. And I feel like um, you kind of just do that as you get older. You think about, like, who your friends are and which ones are contributing to your happiness and who maybe, like, has a negative attitude and... Um, that might not be someone that you want to like hang out with anymore. Ben is taking out a book. The chapter I just read in this book that I'm referring to mm-hmm. called The 12 Rules for Life uh, is make friends with people who want the best for you. Ooh, So like that. Um, the next chapter is compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today, mm-hmm. which is another thing on happiness. Um, but that's interesting. I just finished it this morning and it's to that exact point of like people surround yourself with people who want to lift you up and not like for malicious intent or not mm-hmm. bring you down, um, for their own benefit or like joy of, yeah. you know, there are like bad people in the world or people you can surround yourself with that don't want the best in you. Mm-hmm. And this talks about how you'll still be friends with those people out of what you deem to be like loyalty in the sense of like, well, I've been friends with them forever. You know, it's just how who they are. It's like, well, like, no, you can evaluate, like you said, mm-hmm. people and if they've changed or how they make you feel. Yeah. And it's okay to, like, to let go mm-hmm. using that of certain people who aren't, who don't want the best for you. I agree. So this friendship is over. Yeah. So this is the last episode. <laughs> can we talk about this? <laughs> we can both agree. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, those are really interesting. Thank you for coming with those. Um, yeah. I, I, happiness is just like this constant struggle, but I loved that you said, and it's not, it's not a goal, mm-hmm. nor a destination, but it's something, something that ebbs and flows. Something you're trying to, yeah, get to every day. Ups and downs. And call you Aileen, otherwise you won't be happy. Otherwise. <laughs> so everybody listening, <laughs> it's Aileen, and you're making Aileen unhappy. So. Can't wait to name my children <laughs> something that no one can pronounce. <laughs> a lot of silent letters and vowels yeah. in there. Yeah, yes. yeah. Really good. Yes. Um, okay. All right. Well. Thanks for listening. Episode 11 in the books. <gasps> 11. I love that because like 11-11 is like when you're supposed to make a wish. Yeah. So I feel like this is very on on brand. Yeah. On brand. Um, on very episode? On episode. On episode. On episode. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. 